Ladies and gentlemen, this week we learned that in the great state of Utah, transgender and drag queens have the right to sexualize children. That is what we're going to be talking about today in this episode of The Josh Carr Show. And as always, Ground News is partnering with me on this episode. Please go to the link down below if you want 15% off from Ground News. We'll talk more about them a little later. First off, we need to address something It's very obvious. You might be saying, Josh, why do you look like you've changed races? Um, the reason why is because today was Juneteenth and I decided to go to the lake uh, because I had a little bit of time with some family and this is what happened. So I'm still white. I just look like an Oompa Loompa from Willy Wonka. Please bear with me and hopefully it will turn into a tan by the next time I have a podcast. Now, for those of you who didn't hear, this week an Obama-era judge, essentially they ruled that St. George, St. George is a, uh, a city in southern Utah, St. George was um, basically forced to have a drag parade, which city officials had tried to shut down. The reason why was because this was an all-age drag parade. And so a Obama-era judge, a district judge, ruled that this was unconstitutional, uh, that the First Amendment protected these drag queens from sexualizing children. Um, and this has obviously sparked a lot of backlash. Um, according to uh, according to the St. George uh, newspaper, their local newspaper, public spaces are public spaces is what the district judge said. Um, and they're not private spaces. He basically went on to say public spaces are not majority spaces. The First Amendment of the United States Constitution ensures that all citizens, popular or not, majority or minority, conventional or unconventional, have access to public spaces for public expression. Now, what he said there is true, that you cannot discriminate on gender or ethnicity or sexual orientation or any way that you identify when you're in a public space. And where the drag queens were wanting to have the parade is a public space. So the judge is right about this. However, um, the First Amendment has a lot of, the way it's interpreted in the, in the United States is very different when it comes to children. And so, like, I don't understand how this district judge even got around this. But, like, it's very, it's, it's very intuitive for us to think about how the First Amendment applies differently with children. For instance, the First Amendment, when it comes to broadcasting... Uh, is interpreted very differently. There's only so many things that you can have on from, say, 10 in the morning to 7 p.m. at night because it's reasonable that a child might be watching. So that's why you have adult content content after 10 p.m. Um, and it is illegal to have um, you know, rated X or even certain channels to have rated R content during certain hours of the day. Because the First Amendment has been interpreted differently depending on children. Another example of this is in order to access pornography, you must be 18 years old. And, uh, and it is illegal, I believe, on, in most states, if not the whole United States, um, to not have some sort of a disclaimer uh, in adult content websites. Because uh, even though pornography is protected under the First Amendment as of now, it is not protected for children. And the reason why this is, is because this is sexualizing children, which is something that uh, the United States up until now has decided they don't want to do. And this is now changing because basically in the name of gender ideology, which really is, it's really scary. Like 
gender ideology kind of changes everything in the United States, especially the way that judges are interpreting the First Amendment. Like at no other time have we been okay with sexualizing children and saying that that's somehow free speech. It's always been that children are protected and that there are certain lines that you just don't cross. And so to have an all gay or excuse me, an all ages drag queen uh, parade is really interesting. It's like just to put it into perspective and to kind of change the wording of it. It's essentially illegal for you to it, it, to take away the right for someone to sexualize children. And and before you say like, oh, but people aren't forced to go to this drag queen parade. It's important to recognize that any sexual like sexualizing kids in any way is illegal. It's completely illegal for parents or even parents like the guardian of the child to take sexually um, explicit pictures of kids. It is illegal for people to show kids pornography. It doesn't matter if you're their adult or not. And the reason why this is is because it's, it's sexualizing the children, which is not something that is appropriate. And that's how the law has been interpreted up until now. But what's scary is that people are saying, well, parents should have the right to take their children and bring them to these all-age drag parades. And it doesn't take a lot of research just to go online and look up these parades and kind of see what they do with them. Um, in my experience, I've seen that some of the parades are watered down a little bit, but for the most part, it's very sexual. There's usually poles, um, there's pole dancing, there are pretty, uh, they're not modest clothing. And there's a lot of things said there that really just, like there's really just no reason for kids to be there and to be educated on drag. So this is really concerning. And it, like kudos to the St. George um, City Council that tried to get, I mean, they did everything they could. The Obama era, the, the Obama, the reason why I'm saying Obama era is because this judge was put in by Obama. Um, but this judge, you know, he's the one that did it and he did it, you know, against what I believe is the precedent for the First Amendment surrounding children and free speech. Um, but the city council did what they could in order to prevent this. And so I'm hoping they'll continue to take actions to kind of boycott the event uh, in, in other legal ways so that they, you know, don't get a lot of traction and aren't having a lot of people there. Like, I don't really care if they have like a private parade for adults. Like, it's it's not cool to me, but I understand that that's protected under the First Amendment. But if there's any chance that a child is going to see this, we just can't have it. And we should always elect officials that just take a hard stance against it. And it seems to be the case in St. George. Um, unfortunately, the judge uh, just did something wrong. Um, in addition to kind of the gross aspect like of what literally happened, what I want to talk about, and this is kind of the theme for this episode, how the media have reacted to this story. So this, I, I live in Utah, so I've heard about this a little bit more than probably most people. But this has still been on a national scale. I, I've seen it uh, in national news. I just want to read for everyone a few of the headlines. Um, it just gives you an idea of, of two things, really. It tells you, one, how much the media is in an echo chamber. And second, how biased they are. Um, and there's a few rare exceptions, and I'll read them too. Um, if I just search on Google, district judge... Um, makes Utah hold drag parade, okay? 
Now, that's my bias. Like, that's how I would say it. Like, the district judge is making Utah do it. Okay, so that's a conservative bias that I just searched. What I get are the following things. So from uh, WPTZ, the headline is, A Utah City Violated the First Amendment in Denying a Drag Parade. Go.com. A Utah City Violated the First Amendment in Denying a Drag Parade. Same headline. Yahoo. A Utah City Violated the First Amendment by by Denying a Drag Parade. Fox 13, judge sides with organizers in lawsuit, order St. George to hold drag parade. That is, a, that is an actual headline. That one makes sense. KJZZ, St. George violated the First Amendment in denying a drag parade. So if you look up like the first five, if you just search that, even with a conservative bias, you get five. And out of the five, four of the five have the exact same headline. And they all talk about how Utah violated the First Amendment and are evil and taking the rights of LGBTQ individuals. And I just think that's really interesting to be like, no one's surprised at this point that the the media are very liberal. They're very biased. Um, But what's so surprising is how blatant it's become. Like they don't even care anymore. They're not trying to hide it. Literally all those people, I've never even heard of some of those websites, by the way. Like there are some more like more mainstream media like Yahoo. Some of those I've never heard of. Same headline. Did the exact same headline. There's like a really creepy video. I'm going to do a video on this in a second, but there's a really creepy video that someone kind of compilated. This was during COVID, I think, uh, of just all the legacy media. And they're like saying the exact same things verbatim. And it, and it goes from like one person saying it to four to eight until it's like literally hundreds of channels. And it's crazy because they're saying verbatim the same things. And so you start to wonder who is feeding them these lines and what is the echo chamber that they're living in? And is this something that, like, is this like, is this something that they care about? Are we doing enough to fight against it? Uh, another thing that I'm sure everyone has heard in the news recently. This is kind of old news, but I think it goes really well with this, especially with the LGBTQ agenda, is with what's happening with Target, and it's still happening. And this is another one that happened in Utah. So up, so opposite side of Utah. So St. George is in the south. Going up to Ogden in the north, there was this huge news that a Target store was being targeted. See what I did there? Targeted for bomb threats. Okay, so they had some bomb threats. Um, Now, if you, let let me just read the headlines for you. And I want everyone, if if you haven't heard the story, I want you just to kind of deduce what happened just off this headline. Because that's what the headline is there for, after all, right? You hear a headline and it's there to kind of hook you in so you'll read the article. But it's also there so you kind of know what happened in a sentence or two. Um, Let me read just a few. I I just searched target uh, bomb threats. So maybe I've heard about it. I'm looking it up to find out about it. The Washington Post. Target stores receive bomb threats as pride backlash persists. Okay. So I read that and I'm, you know, I think to myself, okay, cool. We know that there's a backlash happening with Target. Um, We know that conservatives are not very happy. So a conservative must have gone out and, you know, because it says like as pride backlash persists, they must have, you know, threatened that, that target. And if you thought that you would be a logical human being, but in fact, that didn't happen. What happened was that target saw that they were being boycotted. They realized, especially in Utah, that they have a very conservative consumer base. And so they decided to retract their pride uh, merch. And what happened? An LGBTQ activist group started making bomb threats. 
Now, I, I don't care who makes bomb threats, if it's on the left or the right, that's wrong. That's evil, that's scary, that's terrorism. But the way the Washington Post, and it's not just them, it was many more. The way they make it sound in their headline is that a conservative is threatening the Target store, when in reality it is LGBTQ individuals, which is pretty astounding too. And, and like the story on its face is very astounding. The fact that there would be a group so upset about someone not selling merch that has to do with them that they would make a bomb threat. That just gives you like a little, just a little clue into how like the, the atmosphere in our country right now. But then you have the media that are purposefully misleading uh, and, and the Washington Post, no less, like this is not a small media outlet. This is one of the top news organizations in the world. And they're saying something that makes you believe the opposite is true. Super scary stuff. The reason why I bring this up is because, and we're, and we're, we're going to talk about this in just a second. This leads us to alternate news sources. YouTube. Rumble, Instagram, uh, Twitter, especially Twitter, podcasts. These things are starting to really heat up as the main way people find truth. And like I've always said, it's not because we as content creators or as political commentators are journalists, but it's because we're columnists and we're simply just trying to disseminate. We're just giving out information as much as we can. It is on you then to craft what you feel is the truth. And I, and I hate to say that because there is only one truth, but at the end of the day, we cannot trust certain news organizations to do that. And so we must go out, find it ourselves um, and piece it together. And it's no wonder that these alternate news sources are getting so much popularity um, when you see such dirty journalism like the Washington Post, uh, as well as all the other legacy uh, news. With that, I want to talk about ground news really quick. If you didn't hear, ground news is essentially a place where you can get all your news in one place as well as get their biases as well as their business dealings. That's one of my favorite things about uh, ground news is it makes it so that you can see who owns certain news outlets, deduce for yourself the certain biases as well as um, the motivations that they ha might have for posting certain stories. At Ground News, you can get a subscription to see all the news as well as their biases. They kind of give a little bit of a score from moderate to left to conservative. I found it to be quite accurate, and I use it for a lot of the things that I post on this channel just to make sure that I am understanding their biases. I suggest everyone to do it so that they can craft their own worldview. Down in the description below, if you use my link, you will get 15% off a subscription to Ground News. Some of their subscriptions run as low as $1. So it is so worth the money in order for you to be able to get objective journalism so that you're able to kind of craft that uh, worldview and see the biases of the legacy media as well as alternate news sources. With that, we are going to talk about the second big story of the weekend, which is that Joe Rogan and Mark Cuban and a few others are having quite the feud. And if you haven't heard about this, this is interesting. And, and you might say, well, I don't care about celebrities having a feud. I, I don't either. But this one is very important. Uh, and it goes into what we've been talking about. If you didn't hear, so Dr. Hotez is a is very pro-vaccine. He is a microbiologist from the University of Baylor. So Baylor University. 
and wrote an article recently on Vice about how Spotify needs to keep Joe Rogan accountable because Joe Rogan essentially uh, talks about whatever he wants and he has on whoever he wants. And this was in response to when he had Robert uh, Kennedy Jr., excuse me, on the show. And what they talk, they talk about a lot of stuff. Obviously, he's running for president, so it makes a lot of sense to have him on. And one thing that talked a lot about was the vaccines, specifically the COVID vaccine. And this brought a lot of popularity, a lot of backlash, a very famous, I mean, Joe Rogan gets off the chart numbers already, but this podcast was especially popular, especially because Joe, he has a way of talking about COVID that really energizes people, um, especially like years after COVID as it's been. And so Joe Rogan is already fairly, um, I wouldn't say he's anti-vax, but he, for the most part, he's actually pro-vaccine, but he is weary of the COVID vaccine. Um, RFK, on the other hand, is quite anti-vax. And so we talked about that at length, but that's not really the important part. What happened was Hotez came out with this article and basically said Spotify needed to censor Joe Rogan because of the disinformation that he was sending out. And this presents a real problem um, on two fronts. The, the first thing is that it's, a very, it's very debatable whether or not the vaccines were a good thing or not. And it's scary that there is a microbiologist essentially trying to shut down um, something that is still in scientific limbo. Uh, there are many people that agree that the COVID vaccine was awesome and very effective, but there are still enough scientists and biologists and um, virologists that are not in agreement with that. And so for him to shut down that speech is really scary. The second thing goes along with that, which is that he's wanting another company to censor someone uh, and he's not even willing to have the conversation, which is really interesting as a scientist because you'd figure there's really nothing to be afraid of and he ought to um, just kind of talk it through and defend his side. I mean, if science is with him, then he ought to be very confident in speaking on the mRNA um, vaccines, as well as the COVID one specifically. Um, when it comes to these sort of things, like what I subscribe to is John Stuart Mill's uh, philosophy, which is that we should give, and, and I think a lot of people are here. Joe Rogan certainly is. Elon Musk is also this way, which he gets into this a little bit, and I'll talk about that in a sec. Um, Mill's philosophy was that if we simply just give an abundance of free speech. The good ideas are going to bubble to the surface and the bad ones are just going to sink. Because what happens is truth prevails. There's, there is just an objective truth in the world. And when people say crap, it usually, like, they prove themselves. It tends to look like crap. But when you censor people, you don't really get good dialogue. And sometimes the crap actually gets mixed in a lot more because they're forcing it through rather than just having it be out in the open and people kind of realize, yeah, that's crap. And so it is very scary to me. There's just this general sentiment on the left that they need to shut down anything that they think is false, which I think is a real insecurity to their arguments. And we see it here with um, Dr. Hotez. Basically what happened is um, someone else started getting involved with this, uh, which I want to read for you. This is on Yahoo Finance. Um, it says, so basically, um, 
what happened was Elon Musk got involved with this. Then Mark Cuban got involved in it. And after that, uh, hedge fund billionaire Bill Ackman unexpectedly joined in on Twitter. And they were just kind of arguing about the vaccines. But Bill Ackman said, he tweeted, this is the quote from Yahoo Finance. He said, I will add $150,000 to Joe Rogan's wager. So it's now up to $250,000 that will go to charity and public if they can hear an open debate between RFK and uh, Dr. Hotez, kind of facilitated by Joe Rogan. Okay, so at this point, Joe Rogan offered $100,000. This hedge fund billionaire offered one hundred and fifty. dollars just to have them two, so Dr. Uh, Hotez and RFK on Joe Rogan debating about it, which you'd think like this is such a hot topic, like this is something that would be so great for just like on a business sense. It would be great for RFK, uh, who's running for president. It'd be great for Joe Rogan's podcast. It'd be great for Dr. Hotez. Uh, and like it's going to charity, like it's it's a good cause. Um, and it's just good to talk about things, but Dr. Hotez basically just said, no, I'm not, I'm not getting called out like that. And so there, after that, people started getting involved and Mark Cuban started defending, uh, Dr. Hotez, but a lot of conservatives got involved and they added a ton of money to this pot. Last I checked, we were over $1.7 million to charity if this debate happens. And the reason why is very clear. There are many people on the left who are talking about the vaccines that will not put their money where their mouth is. Like they will not engage in debate because what they're saying when they're alone may make sense. But as soon as they're confronted with a little bit of opposition, they tend to crumble. And if any of you are listening, disagree with me on this. My question to you is why does Dr. Hotez not go on Joe Rogan? If he's so confident in this, why does he not go on? And I have to say, Joe Rogan tends to be a very fair host. Like you can, and you can even say, hey, I'm going to do this, but here are my conditions. Dr. Hotez could give out conditions. I'm not saying that he's never going to do it, but as of now, it seems that he won't do it. Um, and he probably doesn't need to because there's probably motivations for him to be talking about the vaccine in a positive way uh, for his research for keeping his job, um, perhaps he has deals with pharmaceutical companies, then go on Joe Rogan and get smashed by RFK and Joe Rogan. Um, it shows how corrupted academia is and just how scared the left is about debating real issues. Like, why would you be afraid to, to talk about something? Um, I like that's how you learn. That's how we learn. And and he's a expert on this and he's tweeting about it and making very inflammatory comments about Joe Rogan and RFK on Vice on a major tabloid. So why would he not back it up with his words uh in in person? One interesting observation that I wanted to make about this just uh kind of my my wrapping it all together is that people are really so not only have a lot of very wealthy people been very interested in this debate, but there's just been a lot of people commenting and getting involved in these tweets who also want to see it. And this goes back to what I originally said, which is that people don't trust the legacy media. They saw the Vice article and they didn't trust it. What they wanted instead was alternate media solutions such as YouTube, 
Spotify. They trusted Elon Musk on Twitter to facilitate this discussion that's already going on and Joe Rogan as opposed to Vice or CNN or Fox News. They were much more focused on these alternate media sources. That's where their trust is. Not just the rich people, um, but middle class Americans and poor Americans as well because they would much rather have Joe Rogan just kind of host a good conversation then CNN try to spin it in the certain way that they have um, started to do. Um, and this is such a, like, this is a conversation that's like, it, like it doesn't have a final truth yet. And that might, be some, that might be hard for some people to understand, but the reality is, is we don't know everything about the COVID vaccines. And at least me, like, I would like to learn a little bit more. And I would try to go into that kind of, like, I think a lot of Americans would listen to that podcast with an open mind. They would have some preconceived notions, but I'm sure I would go into it learning like many new things. And I would, personally would love the opportunity just to learn a little bit more. But unfortunately, someone who literally has committed to being a teacher for life, Dr. Hotez, is bowing out of the greatest opportunity that he could have to reach the most amount of people, defend his position and educate them, uh, which is the, really the story of today, that the media is uh, not trustworthy, and that those who are wrong will always run away from what they can't defend. Um, the reality is, is that this is not a neutral battle. We have people on the left who are trying to literally sexualize children uh, with drag parades. It's not like there, there are some of them doing nothing, but most of them are actively engaged in this. The best way to combat this is through free speech, letting those good ideas and bubble to the top and the bad ideas will naturally sink down. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Josh Carr Show. If you're on YouTube, please go down below, comment, subscribe, like, as well as go into that description wherever you're listening or watching and get that 15% off for ground news so you can get rid of those biases of what you're reading and know better what, um, what the biases of the people that have created that content have. Thanks, guys.